0: Veterans Affairs Chief Information Officer is often on the sidelines of major IT acquisitions. The CIO, by law, is supposed to be involved in all of the major acquisitions, but maybe it's not. That's what the Government Accountability Office found. We get more now from the GAO's Director of Information Technology Acquisition Management, Carol Harris. Ms. Harris, good to have you back.
1: Great to be here. Thanks.
0: And I remember these debates, I remember the statute, and this goes back to not just the VA CIO, although there was specific legislation there, but all CIOs are supposed to have the budget. And you found that, golly, half the cases of the acquisitions you looked at, there was limited CIO involvement. Tell us more.
1: That's right. So we found about 39% of the contract actions that we reviewed between March 2018 through the end of FY21 did not have evidence of CIO approval, but I did want to make one point just to provide some context for your listeners: is that we in the VA IG had previously found issues with VA's lack of compliance with FITARA in this regard. You know, back in 2018, we reported that VA's CIO did not review IT acquisition plans and strategies, and the IG also found that in about 70% of the cases, that the CIO was not reviewing the contracts. And so, in response to that, VA did transition to a new a new tracking system to streamline the CIO approval process and to expand CIO access and visibility to all related IT acquisitions. And so I think that context is important because VA really has made some important progress in this area. It's shrunk that gap from 70 percent to 39 percent. And so I did want to make sure that your listeners did understand that.
0: Right. They were looking at almost none of them. Now they're looking at a little bit more than half of them, you might say, just to put it in rough terms.
1: Yep, that's correct.
0: But more than just simply evidence of approval, I mean, shouldn't there be some way that the CIO can be actively involved in the planning and execution of those contracts and then the approval is just kind of a pro forma at the end because the process leading to that stamp should have involved the CIO. Tell us more about the structure behind all of this.
1: You know, we did a more in-depth review of 26 selected IT contract actions within FY21. And within about 14 of them, they lacked total CIO approval, total CIO involvement altogether. 13 of the 14 were actually managed by non-IT contracting offices. And so... I think that was part of the major issue. What we found was that these contracting officers just simply forgot to adhere to the department's Fatar review. It wasn't that they did it necessarily on purpose. They just were not aware of the requirements to ensure that the CIO had that awareness and that requirement to approve. Now,
0: Veterans Affairs has, I believe, the largest IT budget on the civilian side of the government. It's either VA or Homeland Security, but they're big, they're up there, billions a year. Do we know what percentage of the IT dollars that these 14 contracts that did not have CIO involvement represent?
1: They're in the order of hundreds of millions of dollars. So we had to narrow the scope of our review. So unfortunately, we couldn't generalize the sample that we evaluated. However, we do know that if we found it within this select sample size, it's fair to say that it's a larger problem overall.
0: Yeah, because a few hundred million is what every agency would love to have from the Technology Modernization Fund, for example, just to put it in context.
1: Exactly. And so based on the findings of our review, we recommended that VA provide an automated check within their system to facilitate this compliance and remind contracting officers of VA's FITARA approval requirements. And VA did concur with the recommendation.
0: We're speaking with Carol Harris. She's Director of Information Technology Acquisition Management at the GAO. And maybe the more difficult question is, is there any way of knowing whether it made any difference in the quality and delivery of the contracts and the materials and services under those contracts with or without CIO involvement? Because if it doesn't matter, then the whole Fatara presumption kind of fails.
1: That's right. I think you just identified the scope of our next review. But- All joking aside, having this full visibility into the procurement of VA's IT assets and activities is so important because it does help ensure that the CIO will be able to provide that input on the current and the planned IT acquisitions and ensure that VA isn't awarding IT contracts that are duplicative or poorly conceived. I mean, that's so critical.
0: So you'll be looking at the effects of this lack of activity by the CIO or the lack of involvement in the future, but at this point, it's hard to tell what the effects are. That's correct, yes. Yes. And to what extent do we know that this is the case in other agencies? Because under Fatara, every CIO is supposed to have budgetary authority, and with that authority comes the responsibility of looking at stuff before the contracts go out.
1: Right. I mean, we, we are aware that this issue takes place across the government. Some agencies do it better than others. I think, as you noted earlier, because VA's budget is so large in IT, that's one of the reasons why we did want to focus on this department in particular.
0: And to be honest, the idea of putting in a reminder mechanism or something or some sort of a trigger in the automated process of moving these things along, presumably they don't pass nine carbon copy forms anymore throughout the government, begs the issue of the culture in which, golly, how else would you do it without having the CIO involved? Exactly. You see, you see what I'm getting at?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's so critical. I mean, another thing that we identified within this report is that we found that there were potential IT procurements that weren't necessarily labeled as IT and therefore falling under the radar of the CIO. And so actually what we found was about 881 potential IT contract actions for new awards representing about close to $400 million that categorization of the contract really depends on the predominant product or service being purchased. So if IT contracts with a minority percentage of IT spending is in place, then that most likely would not be assigned as IT. And so I think that you know also goes to your point that It's so critical that we identify these IT contracts and make sure that they're labeled appropriately and make sure that these contracting systems are tracking them correctly so that the CIO does have that full visibility into all of them.
0: Yeah. For example, if you're buying chromatography equipment or some kind of a scanner, well, you're buying basically a really big, expensive piece of hardware, but that hardware has firmware, And there's networking connectivity. I mean, there's a big piece of information technology in a computer aided tomography machine, but that's not really an IT acquisition in the sense of case management or scheduling systems are.
1: To your point, I mean, it is a cultural shift for these agencies, including VA, to know and understand that these really, because IT is so heavily embedded into these products that the CIO really should be involved.
0: Yeah, because there's also the issue that these products, the medical products in particular, are often not up to snuff in a cybersecurity sense, and they will be on the VA network. And therefore, you would think the CIO would want to know, I don't care what you're buying. If it has software and it's going
1: to be connected to the network, we got to know about it. Exactly, because he can't protect what he doesn't know is on his network. So absolutely.
0: So your main recommendation was get the CIO involved, roughly.
1: Exactly. Yes. I mean, VA did recognize that, you know, that the mislabeling of the, the contracts was an issue and they did inform us that they are developing processes to catch these procurements from falling through the cracks. And so we believe that if VA is effectively implementing what they say they're going to, then those efforts really could provide the CIO with that additional visibility. And they agree with
0: you essentially in this whole effort.
1: Exactly. Yes, they did.
0: So maybe it'll go down from 39 percent, let's hope for 20 percent or 10 percent next year.
1: Yep, we're going to keep chipping away at this.
0: Carol Harris is Director of Information Technology Acquisition Management at the GAO. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me. And we'll
0: post this interview along with a link to her report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Today I'm thrilled to be joined by Dr. David Wilson, president of Morgan State University. David has had a fascinating career and has garnered a long record of accomplishments from more than 30 years of experience in higher education administration. Came to Morgan State in 2010 from the University of Wisconsin, where he was chancellor of both the University of Wisconsin Colleges and the University of Wisconsin Extension. For the kinds of reasons you just talked about, that it's it's fulfilling. But can you talk a little bit more about
3: that? There have been so many so-called top 50 institutions in the United States that have come aggressively after me. And, you know, I flirted with a couple of them. And I went home to Alabama because these two were very serious. And my family is brutally honest with me, and they keep me grounded. So I flew down and began to talk with them about the society there that kept me from realizing my potential and then kept so many others like me from ever realizing their potential. At the end of a conversation that we had, someone asked Mr. Susulu, we're leaving this conversation thinking that you harbored no anger towards a society that locked you away for 27 years. Are we leaving with the correct conclusion? He said, I harbored no anger or bitterness.